0: Okay, praise God. <clears> Hallelujah. <throat> so, let's um, so let's start. Let's, let's just do a little recap of what we said. Remember, we said the Bible is a piece of literature, right? And um, we said it is written to be to be read, to be interpreted, and to be understood with the consideration of the use of words or regular use of words. Let me use that phrase. Yeah, so, that means... And there is therefore an aim for us to understand what is written, so that is you just have to read to understand what is written. And uh, like I said, they said it we follow through a clear perspective of what that was applied in the scriptures, and uh, we said that Bible hermeneutics also is a branch of knowledge that deals with interpretation, especially the Bible and literary texts. And we said that all of those things matters when we are studying the scriptures, such that. We can now um, effectively use words em. So we said something about language and the words, and we say that as far as we are communicating in our today's world and language, it shows to us that there is a lot we have to we have to understand. So that means the Bible will be written with every form of idiomatic expressions. There'll be dramatic expressions in the Bible. There'll be figures of speech in the Bible, seemingly metaphors, immoral, see exaggerations. and you get to what I'm saying? It's just like let's look, look, let's look at what they said. Them, them, David, um, Saul killed um, one. They now said, but David killed ten thousand. Ah, you know that's an exaggeration. The only person that David killed us at that time was T. Goliath, and everybody were praising David as if David killed ten thousand. Uh-uh. Wow. <laughs> Did you kill 10,000? Are you getting what I'm saying? That's an exaggeration. But just the reason why they said 10,000 was because the life was a mighty guy who was falling down. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the Bible now says the people who were praising David and said, David killed 10,000. How is Goliath had 10,000 people? <laughs> but are you getting what I'm saying? That's an exaggeration. So that would mean that if you study the Bible, there's all of those figurative expressions in play. That you have to understand if you see the figurative expressions properly you will see how to explain the scriptures so there's a contextual let's 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 use this um, session to explain contextual reading of the old testament book so we're going to look at a lot of things it's like saying i'm expanding if you have listened to series one i'm expanding further what i said in series one in this section Contextual reading of the Old Testament book. Just, if if I were you, I would just put that as a subtitle called Contextual reading of the Old Testament books of the Bible, and don't forget, we already we had this addressing addressed it. And we said nobody called the Bible Old Testament and New Testament, right? It's just an eminotic of the Buddha that puts the Bible together. It's just an interpretation. Because we are still reading... I don't know if you notice. I showed you in Matthew how we are still reading the Old Testament and the New Testament? Are you seeing it? So there is there even a testament? <laughs> are you seeing it? In Matthew, Matthew is still quoting Isaiah. Matthew is still quoting Isaiah. So everything is intertextual. And we're going to look at the intertextual context too also. So in our study of the Bible, there was a concept called the context of scriptures. You've, you've heard me say this statement a lot the context of scripture. So, the context of a scripture is the old book. When you want to say, see, when we want to say, talk in context, I don't know if you have had conversation, I mean, reasonable conversation with people, and they will say, you are not talking in context. Context means that you must stay within the scope of a thing, right? Guys, right? Yeah. So, that would mean if you are talking about a movie, let's say you are talking about Flash, and they say, talk in context, you must talk in context with what Flash is talking about. Right, guys, mm-hmm. so that would mean that if you are now talking about, despite it is a DC movie, uh, a CW movie or CW show, if you are not talking about Supergirl, you have left the context of talking about Flash, though it is still DC, but you are not still talking in context. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying, but it doesn't talk about the DC movies or the CW shows, you're not talking about Flash, you're talking about Supergirl, you're talking about the Virgins, you're talking about um. Um, um Arrow. Arrow. Ah, which one is Arrow again? Arrow. Arrow. Oh, I thought it's. I thought I heard Arrow. Arrow, <laughs> Arrow. Arrow. I heard say Arrow. 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 Oh God, just go to have Rock. accent too. Arrow. Arrow. Legend. So DC Legend. You talk Scandal. about manifest. You talk about um. Scandal. Scandal. Black Scandal. Black Scandal is. DC, a... yeah. no. Scandal is it's not black. um. um C W Black Lightning. Huh? Lucifer oh, Lucifer, yeah. Black Lightning yes? Messenger 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 <laughs> uh, uh, There's Lucifer, there's <laughs> Messenger <laughs> Angels okay. So all of angels are they, <laughs> you know, yeah, is, There should be <laughs> Angelos too <laughs> Since there's Lucifer there's, there's Angelos There's a show called Angelos Yeah, there is actually There's a show called Angels Oh God, I big. Charlie Angels Okay, so you, so if we are not, not to talk about... If we are not to talk about DC movies now, we will talk about... I will say, let's stay in context. We would talk and reference all the movies they have done. How many of you noticed that? If you have watched Flash and all these Supergirls and all these Arrow and all these DC legend, you will notice there is a series in every season where they do cross-reference. They do. Every, they will act in... Yeah, they, will, they will come together. They will borrow themselves in different... There's always one episode. Sometimes it can be two. They will not tell you to go and watch it on this <laughs> one. They are not tell you to go and watch <laughs> it. When you watch <laughs> it, they will tell you to go and watch it on <laughs> that one. Now, that's intertextual. Just the same way Matthew will write, Matthew will write, Luke will write, and they will just say, as it was said in Isaiah, what are they telling you to go and do? Go and read it. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So for you to fully understand what I'm fully want to say to you guys here in this chapter, because, so are you see that? All those words you used to go and claim, I've read the Bible, I've read the Bible, I've finished chapter 1, you not finish it, because you did not go back. <laughs> <laughs> are you seeing it? I've read chapter 1. I read two chapters. And in that chapter, there was a textual. Especially people that like New Testament very well. Because the life story, the like actually the four books, actually when they get to John, Jesus covered out of wine. is Lazarus. They shall like all of those things. And they don't know that in those texts, there was still that textual. John was still telling you, if you read John 1 now, where it says in the beginning was the word, you have to go back to Genesis to go and look for it in the beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and not this was made with him, and what is and this, and it says the light was the light, was the light of men. You have to go back to God and look for that light. I don't think you get what I'm saying. If you are not reading first John, you have to have read. John to understand first John second John third John. If you don't understand, that's why people have problem with Revelation till tomorrow. You have to have first read all the books that John wrote first. Just like how Moses, you have to read these whole five books to understand Revelation to understand the, these books. You have to first read everything John wrote to understand what he said. In a, that's what he, said. he said the dragon. He said the beast. He said <laughs> he said there will be a time. <laughs> how will somebody that write four books? John, 1st John, 2nd John, 3rd John, then, and he, he assured you of your salvation in those books. He told us that, eh, he even told us in John 10, verse 39, eh, he says, he, he, that, he that his father has given me, no man shall pluck them out of my hand. He was the one that told us in John 3, 16, he says, for God so loved, the holy only God this one, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. He will not come and tell you in John, in, in Revelation, that see guys, you are going to end. Ah, are you seeing the problem? Yes, sir. That is the problem. It cannot balance. He used four books to prepare your mind. That guys, this thing is a vision. This thing needs to be explained. This thing is not that everybody is going to end. This is not mean that you are going to lose your salvation. I think that's what I'm saying. He already used four books. Four. It's just like another Moses. <laughs> you Moses wrote five. He too wrote another five to explain to us that. So if you two are reading Leviticus and say, "Ah, ha, hey, what is Killing animal, killing goats, they are killing peace offering, sin offering. One day we'll study that like Leviticus. Peace offering, sin offering, hey, goat offering. What does this mean? Let's say, ah, he, he has used Genesis. Exodus. Levitic. He has used all of those things to prepare your mind. You just go to Leviticus. What's peace offering? They just offer the good and they did this. He also wrote numbers. The Taonomi. Two Koraway, he put down in the video for you. <laughs> Two took... <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Those are how to explain the Bible. Are you seeing? So now. We are looking at contextual reading of the Old Testament books. So in the Bible, so the context of the scripture is the old book. So Bible context is to read the old book, bearing in mind that it is surrounding words, phrases, and paragraphs. Words, phrases, and paragraphs. Don't think that when Paul was writing to Ephesus, he was in chapter 1. <laughs> or Moses was writing now, chapter 1, verse 1 no it was an interpretation all those chapters and verses it is the way they they painted the bible to us one of these we are going to study in this bible in not series 2 is are there contradictions in the bible because you're going to have people ask you those kind of questions and we have to deal with it on time now do we see all these verses and chapters they were not something that moses put no It is the way they documented it and the way the people that compiled the scripture, edited the Bible, put it together so that we can understand. That was their own interpretation. So when we read the Bible today, now we are reading verse 1, verse 2. Moses did not put verse 1, verse 2 there. So that will mean that as they wrote, there were paragraphs. There were phrases. Are you getting what I'm saying? There were vocabularies they used and they were surrounding words so that we mean that teaching the bible text teaching the bible text within context implies that words will be taught and communicated with the original narratives that's why we can go back to the hebrew we can go back to the greek we can check things that are there for an intelligent study of the scriptures so it is elementary if it is elementary to a age that context only means reading it only means that you have to read a book alone to ascertain the author's intent. No. We can do historical background. It's just like I showed you in that session, the lots. Now, today now, you and I don't know how they cast lots in their day. It will take us historical research to figure out how the Eastern Near Culture starts or cast lots. Because their culture was the Eastern, um, Eastern Near Culture. Near Eastern Culture. How they cast lots in that their world. It might change now in this 2023, but we have to go back to that their world to find out. If we can find out how it is being done, we'll know how to apply it in our world. I mean if you are getting what I'm saying. What to do? Those historical background. We have to check all of those things. So it is it is not so. When we are talking about context of a book, context of a book also can also mean that we can use the Bible, we can use historical research. Are you getting what I'm saying? We can use not lost book. We can use Septuagint. We can use Hebrew Bible. We can use Greek Bible. Are you into what I'm saying? We can use commentaries to figure out the authors in there. So by reading the text of the book in context, the question being answered will be the following. One of, one of the questions that we need to answer is, what is the narrative presented by the author to his reader? When you read the thesis textbook, or when you read the Chemistry textbook, or when you read... An historical textbook. Like I said, I'm a student of history. I I I my courses are the courses I, I studied and I, I, I still study involve around critical thinking, history, and all of those things. Now, and one of the things we are trained to do is to we write a lot, right? And we think and also we do research. Now, that we mean that. I have to first see, what does my professor want me to know? What is the intent of my professor concerning this course? Are you getting what I'm saying? When you pick the Bible, you have to first see, what's the intent of Moses for us? None of you have ever thought of things like that. All of of you that use Ababio, uh, what textbook did they use here in the US, uh, for biology and all of those things? They don't use books. books. Whoa. Kaplan, books. Kaplan. 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 ATI. 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 Pearson. Pearson. Sengage. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now, Sengage, biology, or Sengage. I used Sengage French when I took a French class. That's why I remember Sengage. Sengage French now what's the author of the writer of that French? what does he want us to know? That should be our first question what's narrative presented by an author to his reader? so to read in context we have to es- we have to explore the root of the statement. There is no other fast rules as to how to identify the context of a book. Because many a times the context of a word or phrases is not within the book. Though an immediate application may be within the book, but it's not within the book sometimes. But, however, look at something. The contextualized reading of statements will require that we are putting narratives, the narratives of an author, within perspectives. We are putting the narrative of the author within perspective and also bearing in mind that the words they lead in, their communication is a bit something we have to bear in mind. Hope you know that Moses' audience not, did not know what iPhone means. They did not know what Samsung means. Are you seeing it, guys? They did not know what a laptop means. They, they did not use a phone. They did not have Wi-Fi and internet. They probably will not have TV. I don't know you are seeing this now. This is the writer that Moses is talking to. They did not have Yahoo Mail, Gmail. They did not have speakers and microphones. they probably did not have maybe fire this, this red thing what do they call it? fire hydrants hydrant. they, they obviously would not have had it because when I was growing up when I was younger I, probably, I barely saw this thing I, <laughs> I barely saw it I grew up in Nigeria but I doubt I saw this thing if I saw it Maybe 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't think you get what I'm saying. The only thing we knew was when there's a fire, you go to pour water. You put soap inside the water and you pour it. That will make the water, the fire reduce faster. When you put soap or soapy water, you don't shake it. Omo. Can you remember Omu? Yeah. Ah. Area. Area. No, we is when you use Omo, and Omo, peel your hand. When you wash, and you, your hand is peeled. Now we use washing machine. They did not. the, the audience of Muslims did not have washing machine. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. They did not have washing machine. your clothes. You just wash. If I was, if I had washing machine when I was much younger, I would have collected to students now. But imagine, I have to wash my coat, I have to dry it. I knew you have know, to dust it, dust it, dust it, that there's no water that has to come out. You're not going to press it. You're not going to press it by force so that the thing will be dry. So sometimes your coat is even wet as you are going to sleep. But you are making sure you are just standing beside the heat. So I was not standing because my mother was not catch me. So will be standing beside the heat and not be dancing. What are you doing here? You have not wash your clothes. You don't know wash The writers of Moses do not have those things. So now, guys, you have to go back to that archaic... Let me use archaic word. They will not see their own word as archaic. You know, our own children now, by the time we are telling them stories of how we use iPhone, they will not want you mean you did iPhone? What's there? <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Because projections are telling us if you are watching Flash, but then you, you just tap your hand like this and or you just press one button and you just do a FaceTime with the person, and the person's face will come up to you and say, hey, mommy. <laughs> that is what projections are telling us will happen. So let's say the 210 now. We are not going to be having iWatch again. Probably our computer FaceTime will not be really FaceTime. Maybe the person will just appear to your face and talk. <laughs> this is what you are seeing is different. I want to call In, in this way, we will just appear in the sky. Eh, lower here. Now, because technology, they started doing. Um, I, I, I heard I watched a video. They said there's a place, I think they, they did it maybe in China, for those that, I think in during the COVID, for people that could reach their, their loved ones in the United States or something, or England or United States, they would just enter a box and they, 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 they created a box in the city, I think maybe in China, I think, you know, they had serious lockdown, 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 and they could not leave their country and all of those things. I watched the video. I said they, I, they said they had a box. The United Nations created something. The box... But they would just that And within that box, the video was alike. It was like saying, you can... It, the only thing you just couldn't do was that there was no physical touch. But it was so evident and real that you were having a communication with somebody. I'm like... I, I I don't know how to describe it, but like I just, 3D? It's what? is it like 3D? Yeah, it's not like a 3D but it was more advanced. It was the United Nations that decided this specifically. It's is not popular. It's just in that nation because of their. I think they have already come down and all lockdown. I think China is another lockdown again. Mm-hmm. I think so. That. So they are lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. So, <laughs> so every small <sporting laughs> like this, they just so now. They just, so I, I, this is even more than a 3D the, the, way, the way I watched that video, they explained that this was much of a video. like, virtual it's not virtual reality. More virtual reality stuff. The only thing they just couldn't do was a physical touch, but the person was very real to them. So it was like, hey, move. They were moving, they were even walking together in that box. Like, let's go to this place, let's do this. I'm like, ah, ah. I'm, I'm telling you, technology. I was surprised. I watched that video. I was so surprised. And now, we, we don't even have it yet. Imagine the audience of Moses. They could have had that. So that will mean when you want to read the Bible, you can't be reading Moses' time in 2023 word. Does it make sense? Yes, you can't. You will understand it. You are looking for how you will apply the apple and say it is the apple that apple because apples and um, apple is not apple, it's cut half You don't yeah. think that that's the same thing that ape ate. It ate. <laughs> <laughs> so, remember, I told us so back to what I was saying. Remember, I told us the Bible is a piece of literature, right? Okay. You must. When I say literature, remember literature must come to your mind. I expected that we have gone to school, or you have an understanding of a proper literature textbook. When you read a storybook and all of those things, how many of you have read? How many of you like this writer? I, I read that a lot, and I like it. In fact, I'm planning to buy one, some of our books soon. Um, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Oh boy! If you want to see piece of writing. You need to read that. If you have read Purple biscos oh, you, the, 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 you are, I wish they can act the movie for me to see it. Because the imaginations in my head is still so real. All of those things. I, I'm sorry, but I love it. I love good stories. I love it. In fact, because of that, it made me read half of the Yellow Sun. And when I watched the movie about the Yellow Sun, it made sense. Because of that, I'm so interested in most of her writings. I mean, I don't subscribe to her feminism. In fact, even what she says about her feminism theology, many people we'll just take it off point. She is married and she submits to her husband. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Mm. But, but you see, you know what some people do? They take that our own feminism theology. Without looking at the context of what the author is coming from, she is a traditional woman and she portrays it in her writing. She portrays it so strong in her writing. But you know what? Mm-hmm. A work generation like our Gen Z generation would do. Ah, Shimamada is, is, my, is, my, is my mentor. I'm also a feminist. She and you, you are not saying what she is saying. In fact, there was a D. I think some two, three years ago, I sat down and I picked some TEDx topic of what she has been saying about this. And I listened to everything she has said. And everything she was only fighting for was gender equality. She wasn't really... She just termed this the feminism thing. Just necessarily for gender equality, like equal paychecks, equal um, rights and all of those things. Not fighting for... uh, also shows or something no honestly and i don't look at how the people are fighting for feminism today in our world and I'm just like even the person that is that is the <laughs> supposed to be proponent of it is happily married submitted to a husband really traditional in fact recently she just won a she fancy title because I, I like her so I, I kind of follow her from a distance. Maybe because I've not checked if she's born again. So I just look at her from a distance. I don't really, really follow her like follow her, follow her, follow her like that. So I don't know if she's born again or something. I don't know. So so I'm very careful of <laughs> I'm very I'm very careful of my commitment to people like that. So I just look so that's what one of the reasons why I'm trying not to I think that I heard something she said one time about God or something. And that thing just made me I can't remember. Just, that it just turned me over. That's why I just... In fact, I wanted to buy Americana That that. In fact, I've signed everything I have the book. But I think I now heard that statement of something she said. Oh, God, I just don't. That's like, like that's today, now, I've not finished that book, Americana. Because of what I heard. But I don't know if it is true or not. But not Maybe i will have not cross checked Maybe I'm going to do my research I've not figured out. That. But that's to let you know how people can easily misunderstand somebody. This woman is happily married with children, submitted to your husband, and she tells you about the husband a lot. Very traditional. But you, I do doing do anything with men. This is the... Ah. The okay. man is talking about it is married. Okay. He's married. Traditional. Igbo traditional. You get what I'm saying? So, and, that, and that's where people get a lot of content from. So, so, we linked in our today's world in the light of how we want to see it. So, it's like, it's like let's say I'm having a conversation with you now. And let's say you have a perspective of me. You are not going to hear what I'm saying properly. You are going to hear me in my perspective in the light of what they painted me as. And that's, I, I've always said this, that's what happens with ministries. Let's say, ministries where Maybe they've said bad things about the preachers and all of those things. In your mind, even if the preacher is saying the right thing, that thing that they said about that preacher is still clogged in your mind that you cannot really hear it. I don't even know, you know what I'm talking about. Let's say they say that the preacher is a thief. That thief, and that's what the devil does, he used the venomous words as his thing. One of the things I want to teach us later as, as we grew in ministry, dealing with the attacks of the enemy, is that the devil used words and he pits. It's as though that word stays on people's face. Ah, that preacher is a thief. It's a thief. It's a thief. So if you click on his messages, all that will come to your mind is ah, it's a thief. It's a thief. It's a thief. Is it. And that thing can kill the ministry. And that's how the devil works. That's why I always tell you to be don't don't spread news about preachers. It it affects, it can make them even go into depression and go, and commit. in. It, it, some people can't do it. Some preachers will just go into depression and you just see that they are dead. Just because of those words they said. In fact, so I'll give you an instance. That in happened to Kenneth Higgins ministry. Such that in Kenneth Higgins was reported that in, in the early 90s when Kenneth Hagin all camp meetings, it was reported that 25 to 30,000 people attended the meetings. But his son now said a statement one time and said that um. He's not going to marry a black woman. He's going to marry a white woman. Now that is his preference. But you know how the devil works. They picked it, and the Nazareth are saying Hagin is a racist, and that affected the entire ministry, such that the attendance of camp meeting from twenty five to thirty thousand reduced to thirty to five thousand. Till today a lot of preachers that used to follow Kenneth Higgins today left Kenneth Higgins because of that statement. Because they said, ah, he's a racist. Is he said this because of what the son said and what he did and which is very wise, Kenneth Higgins never addressed it till he died. My pastor used to say, and my pastor cried one time, he said, I believe he didn't die an happy man. He said, that is why he's protecting his legacy till tomorrow. Because he believes that. Ah, after everything we work for, after all my suffering in ministry, 70 years in ministry, 25,000 people are catching the word. The word is green everywhere. Just a venomous word that somebody said and they misinter- and they misconstrued affected the entire ministry. He gave us another instance of Casey Price, Reverend Frederick Casey Price. He was preaching in the internet and saying, he was preaching on TV and the media did something. He was saying, look at what prosperity is. Prosperity is about this and that and that and now money, all of those things. But that is not what the Bible says prosperity is. Look at how the internet now caught it, and that's why I'm very capable of this internet world. The internet just caught. Look at what prosperity is, and it, what it mentioned as prosperity. They did not align. They did not continue that statement he said. But this is not what the Bible explains as prosperity. They now tag him as prosperity here. And spread it around the United States. On the news. That Casey Price. You know what Casey Price did? Everybody sued them. Ah. He called them. He said no. And that was. And you know what they did? And you know how many people will not believe that again? Many people. You know that that thing now. A lot of people that want to be critiqued before. Or they even have issues before. That is what weakens them already. And they'll just hear something else. And they'll just. And that's what will just make them stop listening. That's why I'm very wary of all these stupid people that do YouTube channels and create one thing and just want to spoil a preacher. Even if a preacher doesn't preach the truth, why do you have to go and put fake? Eh, this and that. This preacher exposed. This. Uh, what is the meaning of that stupid thing? I know what some people do. That is what they are going to click on, and that is why they don't understand the Bible till tomorrow. They say eh, that preacher that preached it is fake. He was exposed. Is this? So when you now want to explain it. They are. When you know to, say to them. They are hearing you in the light of what they heard from that preacher, and their minds are blocked. That is what the devil does. Venomous words. He uses to, and that's what the devil used to finish ministries. Bad press. Just like how people used to talk about me. To they say that you're His own is just things of the spirit. Tongues. Okay, go to go to that church. They always just say we should be starting in town. The they should be praying. They should be this. They teach the word long. I'm not going to stop. It's you that will not come. The world will keep growing. Hallelujah. That is it. And that's how the devil used those words. Just so that people would see you in the impression. So it's just like saying, let's say you have issues with me now. And let's say you have issues with me. And you just feel like, before you came to this service, you have any aid. He doesn't know anything. He's just... It, it just... In fact, even the shoe you wore, he stole it. Even the everything you wore. Do you know that? As I'm teaching today, all that will be on your mind is the shoe. You just keep looking at my leg. You just keep looking at... The shoe you wore, he stole it. The clock he wore, he stole it. The witch you he wore, he stole it. In fact, everything inside like the church he stole it. You will not be looking around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As I'm teaching, the Bible is a piece of literature. As I write, uh, uh, so this chair is even stolen. (laughs) The bag is stolen. Uh, uh. I said it. Why would they be using black bag like this? The speakers. It's stolen. It has to be stolen. The chairs. You are are, are taking note, though. But you are hearing me in the stolen. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know you do it. Some of you do it. If you're having a conversation, so if you already have a passive notion about the person, you are going to hear, and you know something, you didn't hear the person. Many times, you have to drop that your bad down to hear. That's why I tell people not to be, Why am I saying this? That's why I tell people not to be angry. Anger is always a bad, it's always a bad thing of a, with, with a believer. So let's say, Ewa I is talking now to you, well, because you are any angry with AY, no matter what AY wants to explain, that anger and what AY did to you, because it is not sorted, it will be on the picture. You will not listen. Are you getting what I am saying? And that is how explaining the Bible is too. So many a times, the reason why some people cannot believe what you are saying, which is not a problem, I mean, we will just keep trying our best, we will keep praying and we will keep teaching. It's because. They've held certain doctrines in high esteem that they are not ready to let it go. Some have even said they've seen results with it and they are not ready to let it go. Some are saying, ah, this man of God said it and they are not ready to let it go. Some are saying, and and some is the opposite way. This man of God said it and I followed this man of God for a while and he got exposed. You know that's the you on YouTube, you exposed. So you are still saying the same thing that he you said. You, you notice that? I mean, if I've been on outreach before you're talking to people and they are telling you, I've heard the same thing you said before, and they're not saying, but it is not true because this person said it. I mean, if I've heard, I mean, if I've heard people say that, you know, do you know what is happening? They are hearing you in the light of that person, and that's how the devil works, and that's how he hinders the gospel. Does it make sense? venomous words venomous words so and those are things I don't know why I said that that's not even in my in my script but I'm sure it's going to bless you so that's um, talking about creatures I, I warn people against it it's, it's it's not good Ah, it's not good it's not good it's not I told you in section 1 I told you the story of that, um, Charles, uh, that John, John Wesley and George Whitefield and all of those things and how the, the doctrines now they resolve their issues but till today there is, there is that clash that they separated so some people believe in faction and other people believe in faction till today so note that so, the Bible is a piece of literature, like I said. So, it is very literal. It will adopt diverse literary devices that were to convey the intent of the writer. So, that we note that every literary work will first carry the mind of the author. What is the mind of the author? So, many times when I read a book, um, I remember when I was much younger, I read this book by Ola Um No, is it Ola Sheenka or Ola Ruti? I think it's Ola Ruti. Uh, our husband has gone mad again. I've never read that book. Ah, you need to have read. You need to. I can't think of uh, anybody. Uh, yeah. yeah, our husband. Now, if you if you if you, if you read if, if you take the title, the very thing on your mind will be, our husband has gone mad again. I don't know if that's the real title. My husband. Is it? Eh? No, it's, no. The, the, there's another one, one hour for the girls I, I dead. That's. <laughs> The gods have gone mad again. Yeah. Our husband has gone mad again. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the title. I think it's me. There's also one. Should not shave it. Things fall apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. to me is uh, the gods uh, the, uh, the has gone mad again. I, I, I remember I read that book when I was much sure younger. I read the one too. There's one. Hmm. In fact, we even mm-hmm. use it to act. I don't know. How, a lot of people struggle with relation in Kars' book. But I love relation in Kars' book. Trials of Brother Jerry i do if i've read that book oh boy oh boy you have to read it trials of brother jerry you have to read it you have to read it it was you it's that you have to see you have to first see what is the writer saying in this book anytime i watch a movie my eyes is not my eyes is going i go to the details What's the writer trying to convey to me in this? What's, what's the script writer trying to tell me in this story? There's one movie I watched recently. And I was looking at, okay, what do I, if I'm to ask what I'm, what I, if, if somebody asks me now, what did I learn in this movie? What do I, what, what am I going to, those are questions I, that go through my head. What do I say I learn? What's the writer trying to say? I'm looking at the details I don't know, but me because of how we trained to critique things. I remember I took a poetry class, and one of the things they taught us to do is how to critique, how to find fault. Not just that. Wow, this poem is nice. How to find fault in, Wow, it is nice. I, I know how to do things like that. That's why many a times, many, many of the things you write, if you write, if you write for me or you submit your transcription, you I always find an error. That's the way I will trade I will always find one error. It's it's <laughs> it is part of my it's part of my training. Are you guys know what I'm saying? And that's education for you. So I will always find. I will always look for one thing that does not sit well. Like no, this line does not does not match properly. Now that's because or it's just recently I had to just come. That's why i can encourage people. as it's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why it's too critical. Uh, you can never please pass. Everything is just... just that's why I just have to... I have reduced. But I can tell you. Years ago, Oh, nothing looked perfect. <laughs> 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 People go with you People would hate People... Let's not even talk. Nothing was perfect that era. Everything is always... Ah, this. This. There's an error here. Now... And that's because of the, the number of informations you've fed him. Now, I read this Barack Obama's book. I'm not done with it. I, but I've been trying to read it for years now. I'm still not done. The Promised Land. I've mm-hmm. I I I, I, I I've been trying to finish it. But let me tell you something. Now, if you read The Promised Land now, there are a, if you first see the title, this is how you first pick a book. Just like Viola Davis, she wrote a book on becoming... Becoming something, I I, I can't remember. Uh, is it me becoming you or something? I don't. I can't remember what the the title. Now, but Barack Obama, if you read from, if you first see the title, promised Land, certain things will come to your mind. Me now as a preacher, promised Land from the scripture will first enter my own mind. But first thing, ah, what was he saying? Promise Land will mean different things. But what is now? You you now have to find out. What does the writer mean by this title? It's just like, sorry to bring Afro bits to play. We I was watching a commentary of how whiskey names is album. I'm I'm sorry, I I I am that vast. I I I watch a lot of interviews, commentaries, what somebody is saying, what somebody is not saying. So he gives me in fact there was one thing I watched one time on two directors talking. So I watched Tyler Perry talk and another director talk. So they were asking themselves questions. And and I found out that Tyler Perry has shot, you know this old Jasmine Blue that just came out last year? Tyler Perry has shot that movie many years ago, like five, six years ago, but did not release it. And I was wondering, why did you release it in 2022? He said that was when, he said he waited for, the timing of that movie, the atmosphere of the world to be ready for that timing of that movie. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. He said, that is exactly how he shoots movies. And that's how, how he release movies. Mm-hmm. He said, so I was listening to him talk. Him, him and that director. So the director was stunned. The other director was, stunned. this director was a good, is a good person. And I was listening to that director. That director was saying that. OK. So you mean you have shot this movie? He said, yes. He said many times he has shot movies Yes and yes it won. it just keeps them in the pocket and waits he said because of the storylines and the things that were said in the movie, he says sometimes he knew he knows that based on experience, he can tell you that certain things like this will soon happen. So he will just wait for the right timing to release it. That's why if you notice movies come out a certain period, especially in the cinemas. Now, the next movies that are going to be trending now is going to be love movies because Valentine is coming, so they shot those movies. Before Valentine's season, you get what I'm saying? Movies like you will start seeing movie, featuring a match because something is and February now is black history month. You start seeing a lot of black movies coming out, especially on Netflix and all of those things. Because and don't forget, it's not that February they shot it, they will have shot it many years ago, but waiting for the right timing to release it. That was where this explanation I'm giving you, it just makes sense when, when I heard Talapari spoke. I didn't understand it then. So all of those things matter in literary writings. Okay, there's somebody, there's a writer I like, and I believe that one day I'm going to meet her and I'm going to ask her a question. Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes is a is a fantastic writer. And detailedness in writing is she's somebody that, I'm somebody that when I watch even an American movie or any movie on Netflix, I can easily critique it. But I... The detailedness to Shonda Rhimes' writing, I've not been able to. Especially when I watched, I've watched um, How to Get Away with Mother at least three to four times. <laughs> in fact, I plan to still watch it again this year. I've been watching since the pandemic. i picked it up in the pandemic to watch. And since by the way, I've watched it. I watch it every year. It has become an every year movie for me. And what am I looking for? Honestly, should I tell you the truth? I am looking for What what was this woman thinking about when she was writing this? No, is she the one that wrote it? No, it's not her that wrote. Is it her that wrote? Is it Shonda that wrote? Yeah, Shonda and somebody else. She had an assistant writer also. She also wrote Grey Anatomy. Shonda wrote Grey Anatomy. She has a masterclass. I don't want to do masterclass. I want to meet her. (laughs) I want to be able to pick her brains. There are questions I want to ask her. Because when I look at how to get away with mother, one of the things I'm looking at is their detailedness. How were they able to, you know, how to get away with mother started with and this woman just coming to the class and all of those things. But do you know what? There's a lot of scenes before that time. I forget it? they are flashing back and coming back, flashing back, and they did not miss any detail. How were they able to do that? That's a le- that's how I study. don't just watch entertainment things to, to just to be carried away. Ah, it's a good movie. No, that's not how I watch movies. I watch movies because of my literary appreciation. <laughs> to look at the movie and I'm like, wow. Because one day I believe I'm going to write. I'm going to I believe someday that I trust God. We are going to present to the world a theological thesis. We are going to present to the world a, 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 a material that is going to outlive the ages. I' we're going to present a theological material that people are going to pick up, and the literary and the theological word is going to is going to hold on to. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I'm learning with all of those things, and I'm seeing what is the detailedness to these things. How are they so? How are they able to communicate their intentions properly in such a way that I've not watched Grey Anatomy, but people that watch Grey Anatomy can tell you. I, I, the reason why I can't watch it is because it's too long. I, I can't keep up with. It that's that's that series but i wish honestly i wish to watch it just because it is arrives i believe one day one day i'll just pick it one day and just try to watch but one of these, i told myself to do is i'll go and read all the plots read all the scripts I, I i can i can appreciate or imagine things properly with my brains i'll just read it instead of Sitting down, ah so when I watch it say it will not be the same, but whatever. But that sitting down to watch, I don't have that time. Even that how to get away with mother was because I was jobless in the pandemic and I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and, prayed and I was so bored. I just said I just went to the city one day, I was looking for okay, what do I what do I watch on the TV now? And the cat the capture just got my attention, how to get away with mother. Ah so I now thought, now if you think about that movie, the first thing in your mind will be they are going to teach you how you are going to kill somebody and get away with it. But is that what the movie is really all about? No. So how they title so back to that Whiskey conversation, I noticed that, I was listening to something and I noticed that Whiskey does not tie to his albums. The, the theme of his albums. He titled his album, I Feels. They gave us a precedent of his very first album, Superstar. The Superstar album does not, nothing the album look like Superstar, but he was feeling like a Superstar when he released the album. They gave us the second one, Ayo, Joy. Nothing was sounding like, it means he was just joyful at that time and he released an album. They gave us the third one, sounds from the other side. (laughs) In meaning, I've been able to cross over now, guys. Drake is now on my album. Tiger is on my album. Different things are on my album. I'm trying to explore a new sound. So I've called it sounds from the other side. Mm -hmm. He released another one that trended. Um, This one, Lagos. Made in Lagos. There was nothing in the album. That looked like it made in Lagos. In fact, all the songs sounded more Caribbean than a Lagos vibe. (laughs) There was no Lagos song in that album. I don't know if you noticed. A little bit shaking there, so you are listening to whiskey. (laughs) Just (laughs) shaking. There there was no album that sounded like a Lagos. Even the Essence that everybody is shouting, Essence, 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 that was in the album. Essence does not sound like a Lagos song. Essence is more Caribbean like. Than more Caribbean and more um and more like all these Panwine songs that they sing in, in like a refreshed setting, like in a beach setting. That was how Essence is it is not a made-in-lagos song. So he is feeling I'm already made. My history is made in Lagos. Are you get what I'm saying? In this album, in fact, this is this his latest album, more love, less ego. <laughs> the wordings of most of the lyrics he was more prideful in the lyrics and he titled the album More Loveless Ego <laughs> meaning every so now so we can safely say Whiskey now has a didache as an eminotics to his to his album no that is how to study the people I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying meaning Whiskey has an immunotic to his album meaning that he just titles his album the way he's feeling. Not necessarily this is what you expect in his song. So that means if he releases another album tomorrow now, that is the way he's feeling. So right now, whiskey is feeling, I just want to show the world more love and I want to drop my ego down. Now, if you notice now he's now posting more on social media, more love, less ego. That is how he's feeling. <laughs> are you seeing, are you seeing how to study people? That is it. So you have to first understand the intent of the writer. Back to my Obama conversation, I'm giving you all of these things so that you can see that the Bible is also a what? A piece of literature that you have to pick the same way. Back to my Obama conversation, Obama wrote a book, The Promised Land. In my mind, I was so eager to read it. Number one, I love Obama. I love his administration. It's it's, it's an administration that the kid Osama bin Laden. I believe that was one of the most successful things he did in his career. They were able to hunt down the terrorists that terrorized the world and all of those things. His so administration did a lot of tactical stuff. The only thing I don't like about his administration is the signing of um, gay and all of those LGBTQ communities and all of those things. That's the only thing I don't like in the administration. But other things, I've watched his interviews and his presidency and everything and the recap of his presidency. And you can see that a 40-something-year-old man was that tactical to carry out certain things that America needed at some point. He was the, When he came into power in 2008, America was in recession. And he was able to take America off that recession. Are you getting what? America was in not just in recession. I don't know if you can, those of you that are in America in 2008, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you were in America in 2008. You will notice that there was deep poverty in America in that time. We read of those things and those things we, were hearing it in schools. If America, then we see in Africa, like, if America can go through recession, who are we in Africa? <laughs> I didn't know what I'm saying. So, now, and was able to successfully carry out the country and bring the country back to an economic state that's such that other presidents are still building on his economic plan till tomorrow. So he was that tactical. I liked it. So when he was to write the book on Promised Land, my mind was, what is his Promised Land? His Promised Land would mean different meanings, right? If you are a scriptural person now, your Promised Land would mean Canaan. Promised Land would mean the Spirit. Promised Land would mean different things now. But with his context, it means I've reached my rest. Meaning, I've done everything I needed to do, even at 50 something years. Are you getting what I'm saying? I've got into my promised land. So, he now started with a story of how he got into the campaign, all of those things, got into the presidency, the White House. I've not finished the book, but I know that that's where he's trying to get to. That now I'm done with office. This is what I'm doing with my life now. I've got into my promised land, my eventual destination. I feel I've I'm not, I'm not finished it, too, but I can readily tell you with the little pages I've read that that is what he's trying to say so now, this brings me back to the Bible so I said all of those things to show you the Bible that the mind of the writer or the mind of the author matters I showed you Whiskey, right? I showed you Shonda rhymes. Right? I showed you um, um, Obama. Eh? Obama. Obama I showed you Shimamada Dishi. I showed you, in fact you said what? I showed you Tyler Perry. In fact, mother. Adishi, she writes more on cultural things. She likes to... She doesn't... She's. In fact, I think I watched an interview and they were asking her, why is it that you write much of cultural, you know, Igbo, um, in fact, there was a title she had to title a book, Ijele, or something. Then, because she wants to Show the Africanism of our sport, and because our mentor is Chinua Achebe, and one thing that Chinua Achebe did is to show the Africanism. Chinua Achebe never broke the fact that he was an African, he was an Igbo man in all his writings. It was very evident. So she is carrying that same portrait. So if you read, if so, if you want to understand Chimamanda Adichie now, one of the first persons you need to first understand is Chinua Achebe. You have to first understand that our mentor that this man did not break the man did not vouch. even when people were crossing over getting awards getting everything chinua Achebe did not change his style of writing i am an african i am going to stick with my writing as an african i'm going to stick with my writing african stories i'm going to stick with my being african that so despite Ache, despite the international recognition of chimanda chimamanda adichie she's still sticking with that fact so one of the first things, no matter the book she will release tomorrow now, the very first thing you must understand is this is going to be from an African perspective again. Are you getting what I'm saying? She's going to explain the story and make the world bring... So she's going to... What you, what you want to learn in her movies is how to communicate an African... If you read Popo Abyss Popo is so intelligent. I love that book and I love the detailedness in Popo Habiscus. It is so intelligent that she brought an African story and make it so relatable that a random person who is not an African will understand. I mean, she, she, her use of words, our portrayal of words, we are so, we are so deliberate at that's intelligence. So the mind of the author matters. So now, it's just like how I told you whiskey album now. You will go back and pick whiskey albums now. And you will listen and you find out that there was nothing made in Lagos that was made in Lagos here. All the songs were Caribbean like. Um, more Lovewell Lego. The words he said in the song were more ego. In fact, they had to give us the analysis of the things was we saying and how prideful he was in the, <laughs> in the album. But that was how he was feeling. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm seeing? Yes, are you are, are you seeing it now? That is how to. Now, let me give you. I want to give you another one. I'll keep that one for. For. When he's safe. I'll keep it for keep it for when he's only. I will keep it for when it's only i do not want to. I don't want to. The, I don't want to put it side by side with other. When is it? safe. I don't want to put it side by side with other writers. We have to leave him as, it, as the king that he is. Mm. So I'll give you his hematotic more later, but not now. So I, I don't want to uh, talk about it I will now put him there, you know, God forbid. I'm sorry that I even mentioned his name. <laughs> Alright, so now. Now, I can give you an hematotic of my pastor. So I'll put him on the side of his own. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll put him on the side of it. To understand me, eh, you have to you have, the way I teach, the way I talk, the way I do my hand like this is from somewhere. <laughs> the way I write, if you go and pick an online account book and match it with the way I write, you know it's the same. That is so it's like saying we have Pick something. So you have to first understand the mind of the author. That is why you will notice, even in the mails we are sending, we barely share stories. Doctrine straight up. I don't know if you notice, if we are writing all our materials that we have written, doctrine, no story, that, and it's coming from somewhere. So you have to first understand the mind of the author. So now, what's the mind of Moses? And that's very crucial. So, who and what determines the meaning of a Bible text? Number one, we said in Bible Earnings Series 1, we said the author is the maker of that statement. Just like how whiskey said, more love, less ego. If you, were, if you didn't understand whiskey now, you're going to be looking for, ah, made, or made in Lagos. You're going to be looking for, you know, my own, everybody's intention when Made the Lagos came out, and that's what disappointed a lot of Africans or Nigerians, let me say Nigeria, but not Afri- people in the diaspora love the song. But Nigerians were disappointed with Made the Lagos because they said made the Lagos. We are expecting Pakurumo again. We're expecting his old oldies. We're expecting you know. But he just brought a song and they said, you know, you know, Adam. Nigerians don't like that song too. Much. It's only the that like this song. I'm not joking. You know, you know, He can't see that song very well in Nigeria. People will stole him. I'm not joking. Is international because and he is telling the world me are made in Lagos. That is what he is telling the world. So the world listen to my song because I am made in Lagos. But we in Lagos, we are expecting. Uh, that's what we're expecting. We're expecting Afro-beats to back. We want to dance. <laughs> what, uh, uh, ah, what was this? this? The very first day, they song sort of came up, Come and see Twitter. <laughs> hey, my lord of my god. Everybody can say trash. They say, everybody can say trash. A goat that is not goaty. This and that and that. Made in Lagos it is not made in Lagos. This one is even made in China. People, switch come and see the what people was Twitter is not the place for the week I'm not joking. You know how <laughs> no, Don't Twitter. Ah, people can say things. Me too. That was the, the curiosity that made me go and listen to the album. Like, what? Are, why are people bashing this thing? When ah, me too I listen to it, this is not looking like Lagos. But when they were, when they now did the review, and they explained from the beginning how he titles his album so that means when you release an album don't expect okay. just just hear the album as this is how i am feeling are you getting what i'm saying i was i was listening to Fireboy, and Fireboy said the way he titles his album is the way he wants people to feel when the songs come out the very first album he released laugh tears and goosebumps he says the emotions he depicted in that songs, in all the songs in that album he says that you will laugh, you will cry and you will have goosebumps so he titled it that way the second album he titled it Apollo he said you have to feel in an Apollo state like you are trying to get into you know Apollo is like saying no 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 Nigeria has to me no only google the of Apollo Apollo is different from what they told us it's made when we were younger. It's not, poly- it's not that one. Apollo no, is like. Because all Google are means. I don't think that's theater. The no, it's, so it's not so a tailor. It, it mm-hmm. means something. Mm-hmm. It's a. What? what it means it? something. It's- 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 Give me, let me see. It, it ep- 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 So, ep- so it's a god. god. It's like. No, no, no. No, that's not the meaning. So, uh, when it comes to, when it comes to music, it simply means like it's like an issue with a, a very young handsome man. But it simply means a state. Let me tell you what it means. what, what people have turned it to be? I don't know if it is right. Let mm. me not say anything. Oh, so it's, um, it's a music that has such harmony and delights that could ease people's pain. Okay, ease people's pain. So he released an album and titled it Apollo because he wants people's pain to be eased. Are you get what I'm saying? So he titles his album the way he wants people to feel about the song. Now whiskey titles is album the way he is feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Are you seeing the, uh, the third album? I've forgotten the title of that one. What people should know it. This one he released last year. The new, um, the new Playboy. Playboy. I think it's Playboy or Playboy, something. Yeah. He wants, you to, he wants you to listen to the music and start feeling like I want to be a playboy. Mm, actually... Are you getting what I'm saying? That's his own eminotic. So the author is the maker of the statement. You have to read. So and I said he's the maker of the. Statement, and I said what did I tell you like, in series one that the author is? The, the, the encoder. The encoder. Is the encoder that is the one who initiates the code? And we now said the reader. The reader of the statement is the audience and the decoder. And we said the text that is the statement, the sentence, the clause, the phrase under consideration, and that's the code. So we we'll just um, we'll just check some few things and we'll call it a day-to-day, right? We'll check just rule one and we'll just check three rules. And I'll check and we'll explain can a text one of the things we we'll explain in section four. Can a text has multiple meaning? So we, we have a lot to do, right? Is, what is, it, is it making sense guys? Are you? <laughs> So let's just look at three rules and we'll call it a day to day. We've done three sections today, right? We, we should be able to do more maybe tomorrow. Anyway. Amen. 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 So, rule one, I uh, know before we get there, so we said these three characters are very factor essentials in, in understanding the text that is the author, right? Now, so that we mean that if you have not understood the author. Your reading will be a problem. Now, if you do not understand what we was saying now, we more love less ego. You will listen to the albums thinking you want to feel more less ego, not knowing that that's the way he feels. Are you seeing? So, if you have not understood the author, you as the reader will have a problem. And the, all the texts will look somehow to you. Just like how big the Lagos was trash to Nigerians. Not knowing that it was not made. was not really made in lagos and people were asking where did he make all the songs he made them in uk he barely made any of that song in lagos so why did you not fight to it it that was his own are you seeing it so that would mean that those guys so it will never be pertinent for us to examine that those three factors govern the rules of bible immunetics and all of those things so now let's look at some basic rules um, so i will look at certain texts of scriptures we will call it um okay. look at rule one so the bible text under consideration provides is requisite meaning that is this this is a fundamental rule which is valid to the degree that it is not subject to imputation or diverse meanings from the reader. It's set back within a text of scripture, thus amounting to a problem of applicability of the text. In interpreting a text of scriptures, there are oftentimes limitations within the text, which is why the text must be given its wildest application and must also be applicable to the reader or the audience. Now, I'm going to explain. In 2, Route two under this approach, the reader provides the meaning of the text. Many a time, its results are all predictable, as, pre- as, as the interpretation of the text is susceptible to a diverse subject views of different readers, as well as prevailing opinions or belief of the day, which may not be applicable to the authors original intent. That is, people can. You will just subject your opinion to what people said or the happenings of today's world, and you now interpret the scripture in that way. Mm-mm. And what I will tell you, under this ideal circumstance, the author of a text ought to provide the meaning of the text since he wrote it, as it is the safest mode of interpretation. Many of us want, want things like that, like, since it's the author that wrote it, he should provide the meaning of what he's saying. In the text, now this thing that I told you about whiskey, now do you know that he has never said it? It was somebody who just studied him properly that was able to analyze this for us i say, Guys, if whiskey is stop thinking that is what it is saying. But look at what so it's because that's so it's absence of clarity from the author. So many a times, when the when the author did not give us the, the interpretation, it's the, there will not be like an absence of clarity from the author. Then other rules now become applicable, such that the author of a text may sometimes may not have control of the interpretation given to his writings. Most especially when he makes an encompassing statement. In such instances, it carries an application, and the application or or eventuality is awful times wider than the authors intended wider than what the author intended at the time writing since the authors of the text of the bible are unable to clarify them it therefore implies that the meaning will be derived from the text itself also bearing in mind some fundamental rules such as reading in context now it's just like saying i tell you go and help me to touch the speaker and move the microphone, setting a bit higher. No, I didn't give you the exact number I want the microphone to be. You know, I've lost the detail in clarification, right? Mm-hmm. That will now mean that when you get to the control room, you are going to be thinking, what number can I put it? That is what many of us do with texts. Some texts that look like there was no clarification from the authors. We are now led to it. How do we clarify this? What's the author saying? I'll give you an instance. Just like one text that people have turned into miracle money where they say Jesus went to pick Jesus told Peter to go and pick a um, coin from the mouth of a fish and that was used just once. And everybody has told that and said, it is a miracle money. Now, I don't dispute it. I believe in miracle money. I believe that. I believe in all miracles. I don't dispute miracles. But I'm not going to use that text to explain miracle money. It's that simple. Why? The text does not follow the flow of the statement for miracle money. Does that make sense? Does it make yes. sense? So many a times, I will read this rule to you again. The author of the text may sometimes may not have control over the interpretation given to his writings. Most especially when he makes an all-encompassing statement. In such instances, the text carries an, carries an implication. The implication of eventuality is oftentimes wider than what the author intended at the, at the time of the writing. Since the authors of the text of the Bible and want to be able to clarify them. It then implies that the meaning will be derived from the text itself, also bearing in mind some fundamental rules such as reading in context. Now, let's consider some few things. Like the text. In ascertaining ascertaining the text, what the text entails, it is important for us to ask some questions like, what are the norms of language? A norm can be defined in a, as a customer. When we say what are the norms of language, we are trying to... Don't forget, for us to... This Bible is written in words, right? Yes, so that means we have to understand what words is all about. Just like... I remember when I was much younger, when I'm reading a Shoyi, Wole card book, or... Shoyi book, I'm always with a dictionary. He writes with... Dictionaries that he writes in words that <laughs> Vocabularies that cannot be easily understood So many a times um, <laughs> I'm cross-checking what he says Because you write too many vocabularies in Ghana And you're not wondering, you don't even understand this thing So you don't want to lose the intention of the author So you have to quickly go to your dictionary to read To check now So what are the norms of language? A norm can be defined as a customary situation or a circumstance or a standard pattern of behavior that is considered normal in the society. I'll come again. We are, Don't forget, we are saying we are considering the text. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know we said the author? The decoder? The, the, the author, reader. the reader and the, the what? Text and the text. text. So we are considering a few things that is the text now. I think we've done the author, the and uh, Bible not Series 1, yeah. and even the text. But we are still, because the text is our major deal, we're still looking at the text again. And then we'll go back to Moses. One of the ways we'll write, one of the things we're still going to study in this Bible Series 3, or Series 2, is uh, oral traditions. How did Moses write? Moses was born in Exodus 2. How did not know the whole of Genesis 1-50? to We're going to study it in this in this um not today but in this series it's gonna be there we're gonna study hebraism the study of hebrew and all of those things what's what it means and all so what well, what kind of things to look at. So be open right you're open for study right? Yes sir yeah, it should be an issue it should be open for Bible study. Bible study is sweet. I don't here the Bible studies. It's interesting. You just, because you keep finding things like wow, like God did this. God did this, you know. So you that only have made covenants with God. It's God that makes covenant with man. See so the covenant that I have with God. Mm. <laughs> 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 Alright. So the norms, I'll say the again. The norm so we are going to look at an example of the norm, and that's where we're going to stop today on Esau and Jacob's story. That Esau and I love Jacob, well, Jacob. It, it, and what does this what does this say? So when I want to teach much later, or did God do it later? You see why this is this matter? Eh. So What are the norms of language? A norm can be defined as a customary situation or a circumstance or a standard pattern of behavior that is considered normal in the society. I'll say it again. A norm can be defined as a customary situation or a circumstance or a standard pattern of behavior that is considered normal in the society. Remember, as we want to look at this Jacob and Esau story, remember that These guys are not in our world today. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, if I tell you, look at Malachi 1 verse 2. Malachi 1 verse 2. Malachi 1 verse 2. He says, I have loved you, said the Lord. Yet ye see, wherein thou hast loved us, was not Esau Jacob's brother, said the Lord, yet I love Esau. Invested in verse 3 says, But I hated Esau and laid his mountain and he his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Now, another question we are going to ask. Did the author imply that God literally hated Esau and loved Jacob? Because, you know, you will read it in our today's world and language, when you say love somebody. You know, love now is not a strong word. When you say I hate somebody, that is also a strong word now in our today's world, right? Guys, yes, right? Sir. Guys. Now, did the author imply that God really hated Esau but loved Jacob? Now, the word hate is translated from the Hebrew word sin. S-A-N-E. Now, why are we using the Hebrew word? We are going back to the originals. The word they use in their day. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. To see what it means. Now, in our today's word, love means I love you. It's two ways. It's either you are saying it casually or you saying it because you mean it. I love you. Or, I hate. I think you know what I'm saying? It's two weeks. Now, the word it is is from the Hebrew word same, S A N E, and it's in price to prefer less. To prefer less. That's the word "it." Mm-hmm. Now, you know, that is not "it" in our English word. Guys, yes, hope you know. It means to prefer less. Now, this take out the purview of literary meaning. Now, you know, if you are to read it in literal meaning, you just go and say, God hates Esau. God loves Jacob. So whatever happened to Jacob is because God loved him. And whatever happened to Esau, God hated him already. You read it into this word. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's literally. So and 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 uh, we eat means to detain somebody. For something to have a distaste for somebody or for something, and you get what I'm saying. That's what our word, our language means. But basically, the word hate, when in comparison with the word love, implies preference. It's like saying, I prefer powdered yam to ever. I prefer yam to rice. Does that mean that I hate your love? Are you, are you guys? Are you seeing? I prefer flying business class, yes, to a Ah, I. It's not. In fact, I over prefer <laughs> first class, business class, to economy. the Does that mean that I. I hate the economy like that. Now, I don't have option. <laughs> Sometimes I don't have a If I hate it, I mean I will not be able to do it. Now when you hate something, you will not. You know you will have a strong distaste for it. You will want to do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? If I really, really hate it, I will not do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it means so when he says I hate Jake, I hate it so, it means a preference. And I'm going to explain to us in this series, hebrarism H-E-B-R-I-A-S-M, Hebrarism and it's a concept of the Hebrew language that we will need to examine, but we'll examine it much later in this series. So, in the case of Jacob and Esau, God said what He knew would happen. God said what He knew would happen, and what He wanted to happen or made happen. So, I'll say it again. God said what he knew would happen and not what wanted to happen or made to happen. So, a better rendering of that text can be Jacob have I preferred above Esau. I don't know if you agree with that. If we are to better render that text with the fact that now we understand the Hebrew language very well. So, now, look at something. If English now, all these people, translations that want to talk too much want to explain it now you know they will give us brackets as that say distaste have anger towards I dislike this person I I mean, 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 we have seen why why those translations I'm very wary of them that's why I don't stay safe with my King James not that I don't have problem with King James I do but we'll get there later it's still safer they're going to read bracket, i dislike disdain hatred <laughs> in fact it sounds sour in my <laughs> they've lost the meaning so you will not be reading it in what in today's english just like i told us english have expanded over the years when James were writing theirs they used the word very, very, because that was the English of them. English keep changing. The words we are saying today, like in the next 10 years, they will have been an updated version. Just like how when we were much, young, much, much, much younger, we used to use the word, don't cobalize me. A cobalize is English. Or, you'll buy English. Don't cobalize me. Meaning, don't implicate me. As we now agree, the last they correcting us. Stop saying cobalize. Stop saying cobalans, it is implicate. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? Just like how we use fufu now, and we say, I hate fufu. Now, on a literal term, I hate fufu. I can't stand it, it smells. But even if, a, if somebody who is not an African now, yes, fufu, in his mind, he's not going to be like, I hate the entire Thing that is called food. Why are you getting what I'm saying? That is what English. So now, if you are not a good student, you have to go back to go and find what exactly in the food do I eat? Is it making sense? That is it. So it is that text can be rendered better rendered as Jacob have I prepared above ISO. And this is because Israel. This, I explained this to us in Glory Meeting. I don't know if you remember. I told us if you are listening to Glory Meeting section 8 the last session, I explained to us that he so despised the blessing belonging to him. So the writer and the audience must have been keen on interpreting the literary forms of encounters or the literary forms encountered during the course of the reading to ascertain the author's intent. Meaning that the reader was also being in mind we that we are reading we must bear in mind that the significance of what was written in the world of the author in comparison to the to the to to, to us the reader's world so don't forget why is Esau why is Esau despised why is Esau more, why is um, why is Jacob more preferred the blessing Esau was profane I explained that to us before go and listen to glory meeting section 8 again and that Esau was a profane person he despised the promise he despised the blessing that was given to him and you get what i'm saying he used to be the firstborn but he had a nonchalant attitude he said what concern I me mean? what's my business with bed right what's my business with the promise what's my business i beg give me food i don't care about um, anything that god is trying to say about that give me food and a lot of believers are like that today i don't care about church i don't care about this i don't care about that that's a profane attitude that's an Esau attitude And that was how he lost the promise. So, that thing we're supposed to be saying now, we're supposed to say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. Because he's the firstborn. Are you seeing it? But because of dishonor towards God's promise, disdain and profanity, he lost it. So, God said, I prefer Jacob because this one, are you getting what I'm saying? So, it's not an eight. Physically, so in summary, so in, the, in, in determining the meaning of the text of the scripture, knowing the intent and the intention of the author is foremost. You must know the intention of the author. So now you and I know that the intention of Moses in in these five books is for us to see a salvation plan. It's for us to see the Genesis principle. is for us to see what God has promised. So at times. There are no further supporting texts to corroborate what the author means. Notwithstanding, the meaning of a text, notwithstanding, the meaning of a text primarily resides in the author. So the reader or the interpreter must continually explore the rule of these applications. I'm sure you're gonna get this. Isaiah fourteen. Look at that. Let's, let's look at that. Let's look at that. Let's look at, let's look at, let's look at for Easter. Isaiah fourteen. Let's look at that Lucifer story. Isaiah fourteen. Look at the sword. Is says, "How a doubt falling from heaven, oh Lucifer." son of the morning, how art thou cut down into the ground, which didst with the nation. Now, the writer used the word Lucifer. But the immediate reference was made concerning an earthly king. Because look at the, in verse 4. Look at verse 4, guys. It says, Thou shalt take up this proverb, saying, the king of Babylon, say, eh, Thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon, and say, how thou oppressed, how art the oppressor ceased. The golden city ceased. Then he continued his narration into that verse 14. So the immediate reference of that son Lucifer, of the morning star, was a reference to an earthly king. So an abiding rule is that the author has the meaning of what was written. So they are both, so now the above text now is an imagery. So, the above text will present to us now two things. We will see it, we will relate it now to an ethnic, king, right? And we can also have an image. Because the immediate text, the immediate use of words by the author can be explored because the author owes the meaning of that text. However, look at something. Often times, the immediate emphasis must not, ah, the immediate analysis must not suffice in determining the exact meaning of a text, meaning that to achieve, to achieve a broader perspective of the meaning of that text, you must also bear to mind that historical background will present itself. Immediate context and uh, immediate context must also have a predictive meaning. Meaning that we can look at this text now, say Lucifer also of the morning star now, we can see it in an imagery form. Because the writer did not give us more. The writer did not give us more. Now, look at at the battle we are battling with this text now. Everybody has read this text and said, this is where the devil fell. Oh, Lucifer, son of the morning sun, how has that fallen? And you and I, we don't have any text again to show us, oh, Lucifer, son of the morning star, how has that fallen? Are you get what I'm saying? We don't have that quote. So now the author is the only one who, who probably knows whether he's writing an image or the king of Babylon or everything? But the safest in Bible interpretation is to stay with the contest. Are you getting what I'm saying now, guys? Is it making sense? Okay, let me explain it again. You might not get it. Just like how we read in this verse, where they say, Oh, Lucifer, ah, that falling from heaven. Oh, Lucifer son of the morning storm, how had that cut down which didn't win the nations? If you read from chapter 1 exactly, down to all these days, he was talking about the King of Babylon and how in the fall of the King of Babylon, how that guy is an oppressor of the oppressed, the oppressor of people and all of those things, just like another pharaoh in their land, who is oppressing people and all of those things. Now, an imagery can also be employed into the text and say, ha. This could mean maybe the devil again and say lucifer all of those things now because the writer did not give us more details he just said no lucifer so then he continued and say that, uh, he did not give us more details much the safest thing to do especially in interpreting the old testament is to stay with the immediate emphasis that is what was the exact meaning of the text what was he saying in context so to now achieve, so to achieve a broader meaning, to now expand it and start expanding it to a broader meaning, it should be borne in mind that the text can now have historical background, it can present, it can have immediate context, context, and also can also have predictive meanings. But we can also, but the best way to stay with that text is also to stay with the context. Are you getting what I'm saying? Can we have a broader meaning? Definitely. But we must still stay with the context. So, we can now start looking at the broader meaning later, the images later, the applications later, the, are you getting what I'm saying, the predictive meaning, what it predicts. So, because the Old Testament and the New Testament books must be studied in a predictive way, what it predicts, where it predicts the future, we must study it in that way. For instance, in Isaiah 28, look at Isaiah 28. So, have you seen that Joseph story now, um, Jacob and Esau's story? That is not talking about one of these. We will study much later what Esau did, all of those things did, but not in this series. Because this series, my major aim for you is to understand how to interpret the Bible and all of those things. But we will study all those Jacob and We will look at all those things when we are studying maybe the sovereignty of God, the election, the foreknowledge, uh, uh, election, foreknowledge, predestination. What all of those things means, then we'll put it one of the ways I want to teach that. I don't want to teach it just just like a teaching. I want to put it side by side with the Calvinism theology. We'll put we'll teach the doctrine. We'll take the doctrine of um all those foreknowledge, all those uh, I will put because that's where the sovereignty of God and this Calvinism theology um entails. I will put the Calvinism theology side by side to make them see that they were wrong. Are you getting what I'm saying? All those elections, all of those everything. We'll look at the scriptures and we'll look at where John Calvin missed it. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how I want to, that's how I want to teach that series. I want to break that wall of Calvinism. That's how I want to explain that sovereignty of God's will for us. I want to so it's not that, so how I want to teach it is not that. I want to teach it like it depends. Not that I just want you to have the knowledge of it. No, I want you have the knowledge of it definitely. But I want to do comparisons and similarities. Where Where the Calvinism will bring their own theology, where they will bring their own things, and how to answer their questions, and where they are actually wrong, where they are not following the scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because we need to see the text properly. Look at in Isaiah 28, verse 11. So I said that the Old Testament and the New Testament must be studied in a predictive way, Right? where it predicts the future. We must also see where it predicts the future. In Isaiah 28, verse 11. Now, this is the prophecy about tongues. He says, it says, for with stammering lips and other tongue will he speak to his people. Now, in verse 12, he now says, to whom he said, this is the rest. Now, you know, you have to have understood the rest from Genesis now, right? This is the rest. Where it ye cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. So now the word stammering in the Hebrew language is from the word belage B E L A A G E Belage. And it's from the root word L A E G. The root word from the Hebrew word L A E G La eg And it was referencing. What David said in Psalms 35 verse 16, when he says, with hypocritical mockers in feast, the shall upon me unto their teeth. So, when he used the word mockers in that Hebrew st- uh, Psalms 35, verse 16, is the Hebrew word lage and all of those things. So and this speak of a language that sounds like jesting. Look at that Psalm 30, look at that Psalm 35 verse 16. So you see that word ledge again. Psalm 35 verse 16. Psalm 35 verse 16. I think one thing about of notics is that I teach on almost everything at once. But just pass, pass, part, 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 part. It says, with hypocritical, mock, hypocritical mockers and feasts, they garnish, they gnashed upon me with their teeth. And we said that word uh, "mockers" there is from that people word leach L E E G, and that speaks. This speak of a language. In so when we are looking at this now, when we are talking in that word, it speaks of a language like jesting or mockery, like another another Hebrew word that implies change or unintelligent. So that means the writer was talking about. So when he says. With mockers, with hypocritical mockers, they feast and garnish upon me and their teeth. And in some in Isaiah 20, verse it says, We stumbling this will eat people speak upon their people, and eventually they will not hear. So it means that there was an evil language that they were speaking in that their world, that people that sounded strange or unintelligent, and it sound like mockery. That is why you will read in. In First Corinthians fourteen, when he says that when people come in and find believers speaking in tongues, shall they not say you are mad? Because it sounds like mockery. It sounds like it's on intelligence. Yeah. So we were speaking in tongues. We are speaking in tongues, but it's sounding like what are these guys saying? Because in some in Isaiah twenty-eight verse eleven, he already made us to understand that this is a prophecy for the future. That now look at some. It's, this word was employed by the by the communication of the writers. When he says tongue, tongue is the Hebrew word Lashon, L-A-S-H-O-N, L-A-S-H-O-N, And Lashon communicates communication. It connotes communication. Sorry. It connotes communication. So and that similar hebrew word u-b um is from the similar word u-b-e-e, and that's ubela. And it means communication also. When that is with stammering leaves, that word leaves is from the Hebrew word sapash. S-A-P-A-H. And it implies that which is spoken and not written. So, right from the Old Testament, it has been said that we cannot even write tongues. Tongues we have to be spoken. S-A-P-H-H. S-A-P-A-H. Sapash in the Hebrew. That's the word lips. So it is is used to explain a language that needed an interpretation. That is why we have tongues and we have interpretation of tongues as a gift. So it is used to explain a language that we obviously still need an interpretation. Something that doesn't make sense. Something that is not intelligent to the author. to To the mind. So... What was Isaiah doing in that Psalm 28 verse 11? Look at Psalm 28 You know, i have been telling you that one time someday I'm going to show you tongues from the old testament. I think I just did. Yeah. So when it says for with stumbling lips and with other tongue, will he speak to his people? So we said we already we, already, we already gave it we already gave it an understanding and we said stumbling is for the whole and it's and it's like saying mockery, right? That is it's going to sound like mockery. So when we say, people will be able to mock us and say, they are just saying, and you say that people are doing it today. It has been a prophecy. So, it now says, so it's going to sound like they are jesting, like they are mockery. And in the Hebrew word, so that word another, when it says, we stand with an another tongue, that word another, in the Hebrew, means it's going to be unintelligent. Don't forget, he says, that's why you will see in the book of Acts, they will say they spoke with other tongues. How many of you have seen that in the book of Acts? They we'll say they spoke with other tongues. Are you seeing what it means? Unintelligent. It means that this language is going to be unintelligent to the minds of the era. When he now says, when it now says, um, tongue, with, tam, with another tongue, the word tongue is on the word Lashon, and it promotes communication, that is, another tongue, unintelligent communication will be spoken and that word um and that what i said is similar to the word you be here in the hebrew and it's also still means communication so when it says with another tongue will he speak unto his people and that is with stammering lips the word lips there is sapash in the hebrew and it means that they are what is going to be said is going to need interpretation so that's why it is not difficult for when Paul was going to write and says there are gifts of the spirit called tongues, there's interpretation of tongues because something is going to always be interpreted. That unintelligent word will be interpreted. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, guys. So Isaiah was being predictive in his word. As I try to, as I try to just close now um, with with the we've not even started the series at all. I think we are trying to start. I think this session, we, we just started already the He oh. uh, Amen. So, I just hope, I just hope I've not been blowing your head. <laughs> Don't worry, take this one and go and relax with this one. And eat it very well. You get what I'm saying. Tomorrow or next tomorrow, we'll continue again. As I, so, as I was being predicting with his words and it's it, it's it, when it makes reference to order thought it was implying that these people will speak in a strange tongue, which was um uh, which was first and foremost point, and what was it po- pointing to? It was pointing to the judgment for evacuating Christians and those that were in exile in, in Israel because of their own belief and all of those things. That was the first original meaning it meant. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if you were to study in proper context, what it meant in this idea it is like Say, the judgment for the backsliding Christians, such that they would speak in, uh, because of their exile, because they will be exiled in another nation. They will not start speaking in that language that they do not understand. They will not be mocking them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, but on the broader platform, we can drive home. Are you seeing how to expand it? We now can broaden the platform now. Okay? This can be a description and a prophecy of tongues. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so, so, we can drive up the narrative of Thong. So, in context, the author sought to make distinction of the same and the save in this text. And he was presenting tongues as a sign to those that believe in us. Because now they will be exiled, and some people will move to another city. They will not be speaking the language of this other city. These people that are in this city will not be mm-hmm. mocking them and saying, oh, they're not saying shit. And they don't saw understand what they are saying. That was not a description to us, as a sign. So, when, when the Bible is now telling us in Mark 16 that this this sign shall follow them that believe, are you saying that it was a sign that followed those people that believe also in this Isaiah's world? That some people will go to another nation and they will be speaking in a language they, they did not understand, and some people that are in darkness or some people that are in Ezra will be mocking them and saying, Look at them. She say she the same thing is happening to us as believers today. All believers are mocking us today, speaking in tongues, and they are making jokes of us and saying we are speaking in gibberish. Are you seeing it? It has been a sign from what? From exile. Are you seeing it, guys? Yes. Brother Pastor. So now, now, if you were to see, now, what was the first original original um interpretation. Isaiah's audience, right? The Babylon, the exile world, right? The people that were saved and the people that were not saved, right? That was the first original audience. But if you are now to take it, uh, use the Bible interpretation rule now and draw it on a broader perspective, you are going to see that it relates to thoughts. I don't know if you agree. Let me see if you agree. Good. So that is exactly how the Bible is. So it's the same thing. So, when we say the writers of the New Testament book wrote in concordance with what was in the Old Testament book, they made use of something called identification unifiers, and that's what we'll stop today. The, so, what the New Testament writers made use of is a, is a term that I think, I will figure out who wrote this term, but I think it's my pastor that, that, that drew this term, this terminology theological word, identification unifiers. And it means to bridge the gap of interpretation and communication, which may subsist of language between periods and all of those things. So, what is happening is that there is now a unifier in the scriptures, identification unifier in the scriptures. And what what does that mean is to bridge a gap in interpretation and communication, which may subsist among languages or between periods, meaning i can still use the same language i can still use the same words only that the meaning of that word would not be the same it's not like saying i'm using i'm writing a mail hope you know that in the early 50s now when they say they are writing a mail to somebody it is like they are sending it physically they are writing it with a physical hand but if i choose i'm writing a mail now in 2023 it means i'm sending it to your email address are you getting what I'm saying? That's because there was no Yahoo me, there was nothing then. So now, but I can still retain that same word, male in our uh, today's word, but it will mean two different things because of the author. So that word male now is now an identification unifier. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So I'm now using it to bridge the gap of this word and that word. I don't figure what I'm saying. Just like I was say in the early 50s. Now you can read a material now in the early 50s, in the early 40s, and they will say, I wrote a mail, and I sent it to somebody. Right? The the writer may not tell us they wrote it to a zip code or something. They may just say, I wrote a mail, and I sent it to somebody. It is expected that you will understand that in that world, they didn't have their own mail. They didn't have Gmail. Right? So that means they sent a mail, they wrote it, and they wrote wrote it and written, and sent it to a post office, and they delivered it. But you know, today's world, yes, we still do it, but that's with packages, that's with everything. When we want to write mail now to your professors, to everything now, you send it through gmails and everything. But imagine, so now, when we now use the word, I wrote a mail, that I wrote a mail now has now become a word, A unifier, an identification unifier, to bridge a gap. Does it make sense? So now, we can now see another tongue in the, in the New Testament. And say where, Paul, where Peter was saying they spoke with another tongue, with other tongues. Now, you know that other tongue now in Isaiah's word is a different thing. He was not speaking, he's not speaking in us the way we're speaking it. He was speaking in a language they did not understand too. But that another tongue now has now bridged a gap to make us see that there is an identification in the fire. That we too are going to speak in a language that we do not understand. If it makes sense, let me see your hands. Let me see, let me see. If it makes sense, good. Okay. So, as we finish this session, a diligent reader must pay attention to the terms unifier. Now, you know, I showed you in this series, since we started, I showed you rest, right? Okay. I showed you rest in the... In, that you have to see rest and all of those things. You have to pay attention to identification of unifiers. The reoccurring words in the Scriptures. In instances where the original mix, the original maker of the statements refers to a primary subject in his writing, why the other interprets this text in a predictive um, in a predictive reference for instance uh, mm, okay i'll 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 just end with what c C. s lewis said and we'll just end for today we'll we'll do other things next week next time he says an author does not necessarily understand the making of his own story c.s lewis in the 19th century is a, a scholar he said something he said an author doesn't necessarily understand the making of his own story better than anyone else I many of you know I many of you understand that and that's the truth you know when you write something and you are communicating it to somebody only you know what you are deeply writing how many of you understand what you are saying that is what is really but that is the issue with the Bible, and so c.s lewis said and that was a century scholar in those days he said an author doesn't necessarily understand the making of his own story rather better than anyone else so with this we we've been able to um reach a point and we'll be able to say um, the author's intention needs to be synchronized with the reader's word, regardless of um, whatever word it is. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's how we're going to study the scriptures. So now, we're going to see... So when we keep studying the scriptures, we're going to have... One of the things we're going to study in the next time is how to read the Bible backwards. Um, um, does the writer solely own the meaning of a text? Can we have multiple meanings of a text and all of those things? So, that reading makes us to see the scriptures properly, such that we can now understand the scriptures in the light of how it was written and how it was said. Does that make sense? So, when we can see the scriptures in that way, we would be able to explain it for us. So, so when we now start asking ourselves perplexing questions like, can a Christian smoke? Can a Christian drink? Can a Christian do this? Now what we are going to do is use these identification unifiers. Are you seeing it now? Mm-hmm. We are going to arrange what was used in their world and what was relating to our own world and see the connecting dots to it. That is how to interpret the text of scripture. So when we start asking those questions, is it like, is is okay for a Christian to do this? Is it okay for a Christian to do this? Yes, those things were not expressly written in the Bible. But what can we make use of? We can use the identification unifier to see, okay, what was applicable in their own world that was condemned and what is applicable in our own world too are we able to see what is right and what is wrong. Are we blessed? Yes. All right that's that's what I have for us today.